and namaste guys how are you all i am dr anushruti and i am back with an amazing episode you know you have a pelvis i have a pelvis every female have a pelvis every male has a pelvis everyone has a pelvis well with this i want to know that every human being is having a pelvis so this introduction was just to make it clear that pelvic floor therapy isn't just bounded to a certain pregnancy or women health pelvic floor therapy is for everyone who's having a pelvis well today on board i have dr kori a gorgeous woman who is striving really hard to make people aware about pelvic floor and its importance through all social media sites and i know she is the best person to speak to it so to make you all understand a lot more about pelvic flow we have dr kori with us today hello dr kori how are you i'm good thank you for that intro that was so sweet so dr kori do you agree with me the introduction of pelvic health yeah i would completely agree pelvic health is important for everyone so nowadays as it's getting more popular we see most women becoming aware that they might need pelvic health during pregnancy or postpartum but really it's important for men women children across the lifespan so i definitely agree with that why do you think dr kori like why are people still not aware about pelvic health like i do not know yeah. everyone is having a pelvis okay doctors keeping aside the doctor population the medical population mm-hmm. but still we have come across a lot of people who do not know that they have a pelvis who do not yeah. know exactly and you know on top of that the thing is that they know what is a pelvic girdle they do know mm-hmm. about this term but they do not know what is a pelvis like what exactly the pelvis does so mm-hmm. why is this prevailing and i believe be it in india states or anywhere in the world this is actually prevailing let's keep it aside europe as well because i feel i have discussed so many speakers in france and london mm-hmm. there are people more aware about it but yeah i am just not into this route that what is the ground reality of pelvic floor amongst people i think that frankly because of most of the muscles and most of their functions are kind of like invisible to us you have to be open and interested to learning about them to know about them and especially here in america it is definitely changing but for a long time people including scientists were very modest about all these parts of the body and so as far as not only like researching it but talking about it and telling people how important it was it just really wasn't a thing until quite recently and so now as more and more people are specializing it in it and talking about it people are realizing this is really important it's really helpful it's really life changing um and it is just kind of sad that frankly some like modesty and like shamefulness is kind of prevents people from saying they have issues with this seeking out help for this or they just don't even know it exists and they're not going to be the one to bring it up to the doctor and most doctors don't specifically ask like how is your urinary function how is your bowel function how's your sexual function like they wait for patients to bring it up and so that's something that pelvic health specialists are trying to get better at that and teach everyone else to be better about that is screening for these issues and not putting the onus on the patient to ask for that help 
Absolutely. And when do you think a person should consult a pelvic floor specialist? When yeah. is that time, you know, when he should think that, okay, this is my time to consult a specialist of pelvic floor? Yeah. So I would say the easiest ways across the board is if you're having any pain with urinary bowel or sexual function, that is a big red flag. You need to go straight to a pelvic health specialist because they're going to have the most resources available to help you with that. Aside from just straight up pain with those three functions, any kind of dysfunction, you would also benefit from getting to that specialist. So whether that's leaking urine, um, like poop or just gas, that's what you need to see a pelvic health specialist about. And then also if it's just not working well, like you can't hold your urine in for more than an hour, that's not normal. Or you can't empty your bladder all the way, that's not normal. Um, or you can't go poop every day. That's not normal. Like anything that's outside of the norm is a good time to go see the specialist. And there are good self-screening tools. You've probably heard of this one before, but in the U.S. we have one called the Cozine Pelvic Floor Screen. And so anyone can use this, a provider or a patient, and it's just 10 questions. And if you answer yes to three or more of those questions, you would benefit from going to see a pelvic health specialist. So next question is a get gritty question. Get gritty with Dr. Anushruti is my podcast. So we have a yeah. get gritty question. And the question is, what is the hype about Kegels? What exactly <laughs> is it? And why is it in the air so much? Yeah. So Kegels, I mean, Dr. Kegel was one of the first doctors to like research the pelvic floor decide that it mattered and create like an exercise which which was very normal during that time was to just name an exercise after yourself right so that's why it's called a kegel um and basically it's just an isolated contraction of the pelvic floor so contract isolated just means it's you're just focusing on that muscle and then contraction just means you're lifting or squeezing it right so it's just pelvic floor squeezes essentially is all that it really is so I feel like all the hype around it now is like, while we're glad that a scientist decided that this actually mattered and actually did some research, it's been a long time and we've come a long way. And since medicine always tends to be a little bit behind, we still hear from all kinds of doctors and professionals, the expression of like, just do your Kegels. And it frankly is not enough. <laughs> it's not even close to the best um, information or advice we have available. And in fact, it tends to kind of harm most people nowadays than it helps them. So a lot of the research around it was comparing just doing Kegels to doing literally absolutely nothing. And those people who did something improved more than people who did nothing, which is how most research works, right? Like that is some proof. However, when you have a physiotherapist or physical therapist who specializes in the entire human body and is able to prescribe you exercises that are very functional and they're going to improve your entire health, not just your pelvic health, we typically don't recommend Kegels for anyone. And when we do, it's usually like the contraction is not isolated anymore. It's alongside with breathing, hip mobility, functional strengthening of the glutes, adductors, back, those sorts of things. So I personally don't ever recommend just doing Kegels because if we're trying to strengthen your pelvic floor, we want to do that with 
um, proper abdominal pressure management anyway. And if we're including that in it, it's no longer a Kegel, in my opinion. So there's kind of a lot of hype around it because there's some disagreement in the pelvic health community about whether they're good or bad. And I don't really think good or bad is nuanced enough to explain why we do or don't do them. Like we need to have a strong, healthy, mobile, strong, like um, pelvic floor. And we want it to be able to do all of these things, not just contract or not even just relax. We want it to be reflexive and anticipatory and comfortable. And you don't get all of those things from just Kegels. So just like Kegels, can we expect some Corys coming like, Dr. Corey, Corey's coming on, on our way. Anytime I would love soon. that, but I don't think I'd ever name an exercise <laughs> after myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on, do you think like pelvic floor can help through acidity and gas? We mm -hmm. have a lot of population from the pediatric population to the geriatric population going through acidity, gastric problems. Mm -hmm. Do you think like pelvic floor actually plays a role in this? And if it does, how is it going to make it uh, curable for them? Yeah, so I actually, my favorite thing to treat is abdominal issues and like bowel issues. And so I treat a lot of people with irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, things like that. Um, something I see most commonly is what we call functional constipation. So you have improved your digestion, maybe through changing your diets and your habits and your hydration, but you're still having bowel and digestive issues because you're not eliminating properly. So functional constipation can look like not going to the bathroom. It can also look like having to sprint to get to the bathroom in time. It can also look like pain with emptying your bowels or going back and forth between being constipated, having diarrhea, being constipated, having diarrhea. And a lot of times that comes down to how well your pelvic floor is actually allowing your body to eliminate that stool. And so we're having poor elimination. It just works up the chain of digestion to where now it's affecting your digestion, your bloating, things like that. So pelvic health specialists can really, really help with improving your ability to empty your bowels comfortably, regularly, and well, and then also work with your lymphatics and the fluid in your abdomen and pelvis to actually improve your actual digestion and teach you movements and stretches and habits that are going to help you have better digestion overall. And including, but not limited to, even improving just kind of your relationship with your nervous system and how well you're able to calm down and actually rest and digest while you're eating and not just kind of be like rushing through your day and expecting your body to just perform when it really does need some help to do these things well. Like our bodies, we have human bodies. We don't live inside a machine. We have to take care of it and give it the time and the tools to do its job well, or eventually it's going to start putting up a fight with us. And that's what a lot of these bowel issues look like. It's bloating, pain, constipation, diarrhea. Um, those are all things we can help with. Also, Dr. Corey, how does a good diet plays a role in a good pelvic? Like, yeah. what is the role and importance of good diet? Like, is pelvic floor all about exercises and treatments or a good and healthy diet also plays an important role in this? 
It, they're both, in my opinion, equally important. And so if you have a very poor diet or you're very dehydrated, you're not giving your body much to work with. So for good pelvic health, including bowel, bladder, and sexual, you need to be drinking enough water and getting enough electrolytes and having actual like good hydration. You need to be getting enough um, soluble and insoluble fibers. So multiple sources of fiber, protein, um, and most fiber sources are also like fiber carbohydrates. And then you also need healthy fats. So we need a pretty good um, diet as well. And then movement is what physically helps our digestive and lymphatic system to move better. So our digestive system does have a pump, like the intestines do pump and squeeze, but they can only do so much if we're so sedentary and so immobile. And especially if our muscle and joints that are around our digestive system are also tight and immobile, that's going to start to inhibit that movement. So uh, water, food, and movement is what we need for a healthy digestive system. Okay, moving on, we have a fine fettle question. Well, fine fettle is my organization which I founded and is having a student base of around 1,500 to 2,000 students all over the world. And Fine Fettle conducts a lot of webinars and seminars for them on physical therapy to make them aware about this, to have some on-hands workshop about cupping therapy, dry needling, ma <laughs> manipulation exercises, whatnot. So the Fine Fettle question for you is, what is the right way to know and to examine that you are having a good pelvis, that your pelvic health mm -hmm. is fine and you do not have any issues with it? Yeah, so I would say the gold standard is seeing someone trained in internal and external assessment, as well as the taking the proper like subjective or asking you the right questions. I would say a good um, jumping off point for most people is that if you have absolutely no pain in your bladder, bowels, or with any sexual function, you are having a pain-free, easy daily bowel movement that looks like it's between a two and four on the Bristol stool scale, which you can Google if you don't, if you're not familiar with that. Um, you're able to hold your urine in without leaking ever at all, not coughing, sneezing, anything like that for two to four hours. And you're able to comfortably empty all the way. Um, and you're not having any hip pain, low back pain, uh, rib pain or groin pain. Those are good signs that like you're fine. <laughs> but most people, when I kind of run through that list, I would say probably at least 90% of the time, people are like, ooh, I do have one of those. And so um, cultures are very different. I kind of tell everyone here in America, we have a lot of really bad habits and misinformation. So I really have not met anyone who doesn't answer one of those questions and say, yeah, that is me. Um, but I'm sure those people exist. And so if you can run through that question and be like, no, I'm actually good on all of those counts, then your public health probably is fine. You probably are doing great. Um, and if that ever changes, you know who to talk to. It's going to be a public health specialist. Okay. Well, last but not the least, Dr. Corey, the question for you what would be Dr. Corey's biggest piece of advice to everyone listening and watching this episode from various parts of the world to uh -huh. keep their pelvic health fit and fine? What would be that yeah. one biggest advice to them? I would say, oh, that's really hard. I really want to give two pieces of advice. 
<laughs> so I would say these kind of go together. One is to work on your diaphragmatic breathing. So work on your coordination of your breathing. That helps with your health in every way, shape and form, pelvic health um, and everything in between. And then using that breathing to also help manage constipation. So constipation is extremely harmful to our pelvic health and all its functions. So breathing well, staying hydrated and eliminating constipation in general, um, whatever that looks like specifically for you, I recommend being hydrated, eating fiber, using a squatty potty, all of those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> but making sure you're managing pressure well through your breathing and staying not constipated uh, is probably my top tip. Great. Absolutely great. <laughs> well, I think that this would be uh, one of the few episodes where uh, the speaker is quite interested to talk to the uh, viewers <laughs> and listeners because I can see the smile throughout uh, the session on your face. And this, yeah. you know, makes the episode more enjoyable for the viewers and listeners. Oh, yeah. well, this is my passion. I'm glad you can tell. <laughs> Well, with this, we have come to an end of this episode. I would say the best episode because this was totally enjoyable and all the answers were on point. Thank oh, you so much, Dr. Corey, for joining in and taking out time from your schedule to speak to my audience and me. I do hope you enjoyed it as much as we had listening to you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much. Well, with this, this is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. Also a pro tip, just like Dr. Corey, take care of your pelvic health and do mention yourself that you need to meet a pelvic floor therapist specialist because this is about your body. So take mm -hmm. care of it and do not ignore your pain. We'll see in the next episode. Till then, goodbye. Take care. Mm -hmm.